Faith, Hope and Love, episode 115, the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Hello everyone, I'm Paul Kelly. This weekend our Lord teaches us a very important lesson. He reminds us that following Him is the path of unselfish service, love and sacrifice. Our Lord also shows us that God's idea of greatness is very different from the ideas of the world. This is Faith, Hope and Love. I am the salvation of the people, says the Lord. Should they cry to me in any distress, I will hear them, and I will be their Lord for ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone as we're gathering together for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. And so to prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Receive our prayer. You are seated. 
seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 2, verses 12 and 17 to 20. The godless say, Let us lie in wait for the righteous one, who makes life inconvenient to us and opposes our actions, who reproaches us for sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. Let us see if his words are true, and let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous one is God's son, God will help him, and will deliver him from the hand of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture, so that we may find out how gentle he is, and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to what he says, he will be protected. The Word of the Lord The Lord upholds my life O God, save me by your name By your power uphold my cause O God, hear my prayer Listen to the words of my mouth For proud men have risen against me Ruthless men seek my life they have no regard for God. But I have God for my help. The Lord upholds my life. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart and praise your name, for it is good. The Lord upholds my life. A reading from the letter of St. James. Chapter 3, verses 16 to 4, verse 3. Beloved, where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something, and you do not have it, so you commit murder. 
and you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. God has called us with the Gospel to share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and three days after being killed he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, Jesus asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. Jesus sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord I love the system of continuous readings from the scriptures that the Catholic Church and many other denominations have developed. It's called the lectionary cycle. I think it's a true genius that allows the Bible to come alive in our yearly journey. The readings this weekend are challenging, but I love that too. It would be easier for a preacher to pick the reading that we liked to pick a text that most speaks to me and then I can expound on it. But perhaps if I was to do that, I would be sorely tempted to pass over any texts that challenge me or that move me out of my comfort zone, that are inviting me to be a disciple in the building up of Christ's kingdom and not the building up of my watered down vision of what I think God's kingdom should be. By our journey through a continuous cycle of the readings, we don't choose the text it chooses us, and it reads our lives, and God transforms them, reshaping us in God's image, not our own. So scenes like this weekend's gospel can be very sobering, and they can give the impression that the poor disciples never fully understood our Lord's teaching. But we have to keep in mind that the gospels are largely a sneak peek into the formation and training of the disciples that they were getting over a very long period of time from Jesus during his earthly ministry. And they were learning as they went, sometimes learning the hard way. And later, after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, 
and after the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the disciples were truly transformed and enlightened. They finally understood the message and teaching of Jesus. No longer were they wrangling and jockeying for the best places of honour according to human understanding. No longer were they squabbling over who was the greatest or what part of the work Jesus left was their part and which was the most lucrative part of the ministry. We're very fortunate that the Gospels are not merely end results of all of Jesus' teachings with all the rough bits polished off. We're very blessed that the Gospels show us the journey of understanding and learning and change of vision that the disciples had to go through and sometimes it was very painful for them before they fully comprehended the message of Christ. If we only got the final results of Jesus' teaching, we wouldn't really understand the journey of discovery and conversion that they had to go through and that we have to as well. We must let go of old ways of thinking and embrace the new ways of the gospel. The old ways were self-advantage, self-focus and what can I get out of this for myself? The new ways of the gospel are service, self-giving love, self-sacrificing love, consideration for others, a mindset that puts oneself last and servant of all. It's brilliant, but it's challenging. The first reading reminds us of something we have to be very wary of. When we become aware of some challenging aspects or weaknesses and selfishness within ourselves, it's very tempting to want to shoot the messenger. This is what happened in the Old Testament days, and it's alive and well today too. The prophets pointed out the ways that the people were not living up to God's ways. And what the people were doing was not consistent with what God was calling to them. In the main, they didn't start working on their areas of weaknesses and blind spots when they were pointed out, but rather typically they started trying to discredit the prophets and ignore the message and ridicule it. And in many occasions, they would kill the prophets rather than deal with the actual problem, changing their wrongful ways and attitudes. Do we ever see any hint of that tendency in ourselves and in the way we treat one another? We can become aware of a weakness in our life or areas of growth and challenge that are really needed in our personality, ones that we need to work on. But instead of humbly beginning the work of asking God to show us the way to change these aspects, and ask God to give us the grace to remove these barriers and wrongdoings. We can be so tempted to just fob off the message, blame the messenger and keep doing what we were always doing. This would have to be one of the most unhelpful and dangerous behaviours around. In a way, it's a self-defence mechanism designed to protect us, but in the end it just keeps us stuck in bad habits, bad ways, and repeating the same mistakes over and over again. It's not being honest and open with ourselves. It's not admitting our utter dependence on God's mercy, love and grace, which will slowly but surely change us to be more and more like the disciples that Christ is calling us to be. God loves us despite our sinfulness, but that doesn't mean God wants us to stay stuck in the mud either. God continues to offer us the grace to rise up out of our weaknesses 
if we let him address our sinfulness, if we bravely believe that God loves us as we are, but then calls us to everything we can be, if we honestly face the truth of our weaknesses and sins. St. James spells it out in the second reading. Wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you find disharmony and all the wicked things of every kind being done. Whereas wisdom from above is essentially about working for peace and it shows itself in kindness, consideration for others, compassion and it results in good actions. If we are on the right track, partiality and hypocrisy and the endless fights and wranglings and disruptions wouldn't be present. Holiness in God's eyes is being peacemakers, not stirrers or agitators for one's own desires or ambitions or rights. James says it very clearly. We wouldn't have jealousy and wrangling if people had self-sacrificing, serving and considerate approach to others above themselves. Jesus is the perfect example of this self-sacrificing approach. He could have claimed all authority and every privilege. He had the right to it, but instead he emptied himself completely for others. It's a stark and shocking challenge. Will we follow our master's footsteps or try to go in circles in our own? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We are reminded that those who want to be first must make themselves servants of all. Let us pray that nothing will prevent us from promoting the kingdom of God. For those who suffer for the sake of gospel values. Lord, hear us. For those who are slaves to unfulfilled desires, that they cannot have. Lord, hear us. For peace in our hearts, our lives and our world. Lord, hear us. For protection of human life from conception to natural death. Lord, hear us. 
for all who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, trusting in the promises of the Lord of the Resurrection, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord, we pray not only for ourselves, but for those in need of your mercy. Welcome us as your children, and embrace us all with your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Receive with favour, O Lord, we pray, the offerings of your people, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through these heavenly mysteries. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. You have laid down your precepts to be carefully kept. May my ways be firm in keeping your statutes. Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with this sacrament, that we may come to possess your redemption both in mystery 
and in the manner of our life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.